welcome back to the importance of everything the podcast as always i'm your host molly and today we have a super super special episode today me and my friend Haley are going to host an ultimate breakdown session of olivia rodrigo's debut album sour and it's going to be an amazing time so stick around so hales uh do you want to introduce yourself yeah, so my name's Haley. Um, I'm in first year university at Queens and I'm studying concurrent education, which basically means I want to be a teacher. And I guess I'm here because I've been a lifelong Swifty and I'm recently a Livy, also known as an Olivia Rodrigo fan. So um, I'm really into all of her music and I'm really excited to break down sour with Molly. Yes. Um, so excited as well. So when did you kind of first hear of Olivia Rodrigo, just out of curiosity? I think it was High School Musical, the musical, the series, which is like the show she's in. So I I didn't watch it like when it first came out because I, I thought it was interesting. I remember everyone was like convoluted concept, High School Musical series with the kids. And I was like, whoa, that sounds like a lot. And then it was kind of my my first quarantine show, I think. So like, this is a pretty recent thing if you count quarantine as recent, um, even though it's kind of been like forever, but I got into her and I thought her character was really cute. And like, I really like her acting, but I think the singing is definitely where she excels. And I heard like all I want. And I was like, that's so impressive. She wrote that. And then I think when Driver's License came out, I, again, it wasn't like this immediate, like, I'm going to listen to it because it's Olivia Rodrigo, but I'm on a group chat with a bunch of people in my program at Queens. And there's this guy who's like obsessed with Taylor Swift, obsessed with Olivia Rodrigo. And he's like, this is so Taylor Swift. This is so Lord. Like you guys all have to check it out. And it was on trending. So, and it had been like half a day or something like that. I'm like, this thing trended that quickly. So I listened to it and I loved it. And then since then it was just like, that's how I get into artists. I feel like, like it's just a switch in my brain and I'm like suddenly obsessed with everything they do. So I was like, mm-hmm. I was there for deja vu there for good for you there for sour. I follow her on Instagram, like all that stuff. I immediately kind of jumped into the fandom. Um, Love it. Love was it. that, when you get into her like after high school musical, the, the whole series, I won't say the whole name, but was that when you got into her before or after? Yeah. So I think I can't remember. I don't think I started watching. I also kind of not found her, but like I first heard of her uh, through the High School Musical, the musical, the series, the show. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I think same thing. I really liked her character. Uh, and generally after I watch a show, I kind of follow the cast for a little bit just because I think it's fun. Um, and so I think I followed her and Joshua Bassett, who I'm also, I really like his music as well. Maybe a little bit controversial to say in this episode, but Joshua Bassett. I think he's like. I mean, I don't know how many of the songs. I guess we'll get into it when we talk about the songs. I don't know how many of them are based on him, and I feel badly if that's what she went through. But I also, since it's not like confirmed that it's him, from what I've seen of him, he seems like a good guy, and he definitely doesn't deserve the hate. Yeah, agree. So I don't think that's controversial, and his music is really good. So it is. Yeah, (laughs) feel something came out recently, and yeah, it's a bop. Um, but yeah, same. So I followed him and Olivia, and then I heard one of her original songs. I think it was either her unreleased song "Gross" or um, the Twilight song. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know both of those. I've listened to all the original yes. after the fact, not at the time, but yeah. Yeah. So um, I heard those, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I knew that she had a good voice from uh, the show, but I didn't realize like how talented of a songwriter she was. And then I heard that she wrote like "Just for a Moment," 
uh, with Josh and then also All I Want as well. So then I kind of became obsessed with her as well. Um, yeah, and it's so funny. Like, I think I wrote this down in my notes, but I remember I followed her before or like as she was releasing driver's license. And I remember like the day before she had like, I think just under 2 million followers. And then over the next couple of days, it just was like, like 3 million, 5 million. And it was just so cool to kind of see that grow over just- Well, that's amazing that you were like one of like the, like the there, the OGs that you were already on her Instagram before she blew up. That's like a pretty cool, impressive thing. If you want to flex yeah. on it, you can. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> you know, I was there before she was big, just saying, but- Yeah, just saying, you know, I discovered her, but you know, it's not a big deal. <laughs> no, totally kidding. But- um, So it's kind of like, what's the thread that ties this together I guess is kind of my first question after listening because I like albums that feel more cohesive in their feelings I don't really like when there's that one-off song that you're like it's good but why is it here and I think that the thread is really like understanding that being I think it's a voice to teenagers especially like that you know it is this like sour time or it is like you know quote unquote or it is this time that's really can be quite tumultuous for people and that there's all these things whether it's like heartbreak or jealousy or kind of that like brutality of it or like all that stuff and like you know floating away from friends and like really realizing the realities of life and that that's okay so I guess I would say if I'm trying to think of like some words that I feel like go with that I would say there's definitely an angstiness to it I would say it's for sure an angsty album I would say there's also kind of um there's a bit of a fragility or like a fragile nature to it because it's definitely like she's fragile in terms of her emotions not in terms of like her songwriting ability because that's top notch but like Mm -hmm. emotion wise I think there's definitely that instability there um in a good way because that's what being a teenager is all about. Um, I'm trying to think of the last one. Um, I would say there's rawness in it. Like I would say that there's really, there's that sense of she's being honest about how it is and what it's like. And I think I really enjoy that. Yeah, that was honest was one of mine as well. I said um, for my kind of three words that I thought would sum up the album nicely, I said honest, um, melodramatic and breathtaking. Cause I think like, you know, not to tie in a bit of Lord, but of course I'm going to tie in a bit of Lord. Um, like being a teenager, I feel like everything feels so intense in the moment mm-hmm. and you feel all of your feelings in such a deep way. And even if they're like, like things that will be insignificant in the long run, the feelings still feel so big and like take Important. up so much space in your yeah. brain. So I think um, I love how like all of the, themes and kind of threads throughout the album they aren't just written off as like some stupid teenage drama you know it's just like yeah I think it's quite melodramatic but in that kind of weaving together it's just breathtaking overall like I love every single song so she really leans into but like you said she really leans into that this is important to her and that these are important issues and I think that's really great because so many artists can kind of I think there's a sense I was reading because of course I was as soon as the album came out what I always do when I listen to an album but one of the things that I think like a lot of people um said about the album is that a lot of a lot of teenagers like teenagers are really a great kind of 
commodity, if you want to call them that in whether like in music industry, because, you know, there's that whole thing, which for those of you that haven't seen this, Taylor Swift has a documentary called Miss Americana. And basically in it, she says that, you know, female artists are discarded in an elephant graveyard by the time you're 30, because suddenly like you're not hip enough, you're not cool enough. You're not really, you only have till 30 to make it count. So of course, teenagers are the ideal thing. You can get 10 years out of them. Whereas if you book a 25 year old, you're only going to get like five years out of them. If that's how long they're going to stay in the business. So teenagers are really great. But what the reviews were saying is that a lot of people have teenagers as artists, but then they won't want them to act like teenagers. So they'll be like, be a teenager, but don't talk about teenage issues because like no one wants to hear about teenage BS or like bullshit or whatever. Like they just, and I think Olivia Rodrigo really actively goes against them. Like she calls it like the kids that I hang out with who calls their friends kids. You know what I mean? When they're 17 or like, she's very aware of her age and isn't trying to like age herself out of her category she's just like this is what happens at 17 I'm not trying to be a 30 year old in a 17 year old's body yeah I think she had such a great quote about people were criticizing her songs after driver's license and saying like oh all she writes about is her ex-boyfriends which like no stop we already have that narrative with Taylor Swift we can move on reject it um but she had such a great line where she was like, well, do you guys want me to write about income taxes? Like, <laughs> like I'm going to write about the things that feel real to me. And um, I think she's such a good songwriter because of it. Um, and then also I was wondering what was kind of, I know that you stayed up to listen to the album mm-hmm. on Thursday night, like when it came out at 12. Um, and I was wondering, like upon that listen, what was your kind of first impression of the album? First impression? I probably, I'm trying to think. I think my first impression of the album was, wow, we didn't get all that we thought we got with Good For You, Deja Vu, and Driver's License. Like, sometimes you think, oh, that's it. They're going to be a one hit, two hit, whatever wonder. It definitely wasn't that. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I thought that was one of my first thoughts, though, is even though I thought that, like, wow, she is so much more kind of gold out there, we're just having to mine through it now. My other thought was, as I love all the songs on the album, I genuinely do, and that's why it's so hard to rank them, but I also was really impressed by her ability to pick singles. I thought that she picked amazing singles, and that was probably my first thought, because notoriously, Taylor Swift, who I'm probably going to reference a lot this video, because she's really like Olivia Rodrigo's, you know, kind of gold star that she Mm -hmm. intends to, I guess, rise towards, um, which I think is a really great aspiration, but um to me, Taylor Swift notoriously does not pick great singles. They're great radio singles, but I don't think that they showcase her best work. And I think that's where a lot of the criticism comes from. People like she can only write me from Lover. She can only write Look What You Made Me Do. And those are not her best songs. Um, But Olivia really showed the world what she was capable of. And she has good songs on the album, but I don't think they're single worthy in the way that Deja Vu, Driver's License are good for you. Yeah, especially since those singles which are so catchy Mm -hmm. and like but not in like an annoying way where it only repeats like one phrase over and over and over again and they have to hear it every day on the radio yeah 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 so (laughs) it's just it's so refreshing and so exciting to think that like those songs are so amazing and then look at all these other amazing songs that maybe like are a bit of a different vibe than um than like on the album or sorry on the singles yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah, I just think she like did an amazing job, like probably her management team too, but whoever picked them, they showed like versatility. They showed really good songwriting. Like she had 
you know, really great energy in the videos. And like, it was just, it was singles that were going to sell and they totally picked them well because they still showed ability, but they also were going to be popular in the charts. Cause like one of my favorite songs on the album is Trader, but Trader is not going to be a radio single. And like, it's just, isn't that type of song. But I think also it's nice to have some like deep cuts, if you want to call them that, that aren't singles because that's what's the fun of being like a kind of you know really big fan or even just like a fan it's kind of having that knowledge that like you've got this little bit that you feel like you like to listen to sometimes that maybe not everyone else is listening to necessarily I think that's cool when there's kind of songs like that that feel a little more personal to you not something that's like on every radio station truer words have never been spoken Haley um should we get into the album then on we that shall note? yes okay amazing <laughs> so um, the first song on the track list, Brutal. The album starts off with Brutal. It kind of starts off slow, giving us very like, look what you made me do vibes, giving us very yes. uh, Renaissance lady on the way to murder her husband. Very specific example, but I like yeah, it. <laughs> I know, thank you. Um, like these kind of cunning and like almost cynical sounding. Yeah. I don't know if it's like strings or a synth or something, but very like, yeah, Renaissance lady. It definitely sounds like something was about to drop. Not in the way that it did drop, but just like something was about to go down. I didn't know if it was going to stay with that song, but I definitely knew that there was something kind of, you know, happening yeah. there. And then speaking of which, like, I just love because it morphs into this sort of like pop punk rock sound almost. And it has this super memorable guitar riff um which yeah I just love and then the lyrics within it are so cynical which like really nicely contrasts the beginning so um I was wondering what do you think of Brutal as an album opener I really like it as an album opener I read that she had to fight to keep it on and I understand why because I think if you're like a label executive or anything like that and you look at that you're like it's definitely like it's cynical it's kind of not dark in the way like dark dark but just like a little like I'm sick of 17 this sucks you know all that stuff um I think it's definitely but I think it would be wrong if that wasn't the album opener I don't think it could have opened any other way because that's what sour is it's like that idea of sour and bitterness and feeling upset at what life's giving you and it doesn't matter if it's just because you like can't parallel park which by the way like I freak love that part I laughed out loud when she says I can't I, I can't even parallel park I was like relatable yes but, um but like it's just it matters to her and I think it really fits it well and then you're right I love how it morphs like it it's not just like sometimes you know they'll do that where but it kind of cuts where it's like it's piano and then suddenly it's like stop it and start it with something else there mm -hmm. is that morphing and weaving in it which just makes it so much more I think like Dan Nigro her producer he does a really good job with production and like slowing starting yeah. like he just he nails that which is great speaking of production too I love the way that it's like it gives me kind of like freaky Friday vibes yeah like early yeah. 2000s with um how almost fuzzy it gets like when it goes yes. down the chorus I just I love that I think it really fits in with the guitar it's the retro nature yeah. of the whole album like the whole thing is very 90s yeah I can't place if it's 90s or 2000s because I feel like a lot of it's 2000s like the whole good for you video is very like the cheerleader uniforms from princess diaries and like the references to jennifer's body and like lots of 2000s movies mm -hmm. um like moxie girls kind of feminist movements of the 90s and I'm like that's so cool that that's the direction she's choosing mm -hmm. to go in like it's more than just angsty teen but it's really this whole like I think she's kind of cueing back to some like kind of feminist iconography between like jennifer's body which is kind of like 
cult classic horror feminist film and then obviously she kind of has this like 90s you know movement music for feminism so I think that's super super cool Mm -hmm. yeah and speaking of which I also just wanted to give a special shout out to these lyrics um and they'd all be so disappointed because who am I if not exploited yes that's just where her songwriting shines through so well because it fits so well into the song without like like taking away from it you know what I mean and then as a Disney child too um, like like that just oh so good that's the mark of like great lyricism when it just kind of like happens in it because sometimes people you can tell they've written a really good lyric and they're like we're gonna capitalize on the shit for all it's worth it's gonna be the entire chorus again and again (laughs) no it's just one line because it's good that's how good you are you don't need to like put it on a pedestal and be like this is my best lyrics because you know you have so many you know what I mean that's what's good yeah Um, so just building off of that, do you think it did a good job of setting the tone for the rest of the album? I think so. I do. I mean, I think it's definitely tonally different than a lot of the romance songs, but I think it would be really boring if you started off with another kind of sad, um, like broken relationship song, because it would sound like this is the album. And the point is it's not like it's a lot of the album is romantic stuff, but it's just this general idea of kind of the brutal's really general, which is nice. It's like, being 17 is hard for a lot of reasons. A, I'm exploited. B, I can't parallel park. B, my <laughs> relationships aren't good. D, I only have two real friends, which like also relatable. Also e, like just like all that stuff. So like, I thought that it set the tone really well. What do you think on that? Oh yeah, same thing. Like, I think it really ties in well with kind of the more punchier songs of the album, like your deja vu or your good for you or um, even jealousy. 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 Yeah. yeah, so I think- yeah, it was just a really nice kind of contrast because now we're about to get into a couple slower, kind of more ballady songs. So, yeah. Speaking of which, shall we move on to Traitor? We shall. Okay. So, track two of the album is called Traitor, which is its kind of haunting, flowy ballad in which the main character, or <laughs> sorry, not the main, main character. Main character energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, in which the main hook of the song is, it took you two weeks to go off and date her. I guess you didn't cheat, but you're still a traitor. Which, so good. first off, yeah, lyricism. But then it also just kind of shows you, like, I feel like the stakes have definitely risen here. So I was wondering, um, how did you like it as a track two? It's my probably my favorite track on the album. So it's my favorite. So that says something. Mm-hmm. I just think like, to me, Trader is peak Olivia Rodrigo talent. The lyricism is like a punch to the gut. Like my favorite part, I'm just looking here. It's like, I wish that you had thought this through before I fell in love with you. It's so simple, but it really just like, it's so, again, honesty, raw. Like it's just, she's not you know, there's some of those songs where it's like, I never even loved you in the first place. She's like, you should have thought this through because I loved you. And like, you messed up and what's wrong with you. And you betrayed my trust, not because you cheated on me, but just because you were mine two weeks ago. And now you're like, that's a betrayal in and of itself. Like that totally, yeah. you can totally see why that would feel super shitty. So I think it just, to me, it's peak talent for like the lyricism, the production, so simplistic, but beautiful. And to me, it's like, I think so many times she gets compared to other artists. And this was the, one of the few songs or not one of the few songs, I won't say that because, but one where I couldn't really pinpoint where another artist reminded me of, like, sometimes I felt a little bit of Taylor Swift, but then like the vocals at the end of the bridge where she gets really intense. I was like, wow, that's kind of like Adele-like vocals. Like it was that strong. I just, I felt like it was kind of 
not even all over the place, but just like when you can't pinpoint the artist, that shows that it's pure you. And that's what's so good for about sure. Trader, I think. For sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I also, I like, I wrote ga next to it. <laughs> like, good description. God, I wish I thought this through before I went and fell in love with you because yeah, well, just Jesus, that's so good. Um, and then also just on the chorus, I just, I wrote in my notes, um, crushed me just because like, personally, I've never been heartbroken before, but that chorus makes me feel like I have. And I thank Olivia Rodrigo every single day for that. Good point. Like I, <laughs> this is an album I wanted to be heartbroken for because I've never had a heartbreak either, like in the like purest form of like, you know, whatever this is. Um, so <laughs> like, but I was like, God, I wish I had like been broken up with two weeks ago. This one know so much harder, but it already yeah. hit really hard, which shows what good songwriting it is. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Like when she says, you betrayed me at the beginning of the chorus, I'm like, damn right. You betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> so damn right. You idiot. Yeah. Um, and I was reading some stuff. I think it was on Billboard, um, but I think Billboard called it the best vocal performance of the album. And I was wondering, do you think that tracks? Yes, I think so. I think more First of all, like the you betrayed, like when she goes high on betrayed, that's yeah. really good. But then also, I'm trying to think of the other part, like the bridge. When after she goes like, God, I wish you'd said this through when I fell in love with you. And then there's all like the harmonies and it really goes up high. I'm like, wow, that's just beautiful. Like, I don't know. She just, she does that really well. Yeah. So I, I definitely agree with best vocal performance because it's less that quiet thing, which isn't like her quiet voice is like when she kind of does that lower in her, like almost you can like hear the little bit of like throatiness of it. Yeah. I think that's a really good sound for her, but it's just, she does it enough that it's not like special like Trader is. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Trader is just stunning. Um, and then kind of going along the line, another kind of ballady song just happens to be track three. Um, we know it, we love it. It's driver's license. If you haven't heard it yet, you're probably living under a rock um, because it's just- You definitely don't have TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Um, it's kind of this melodramatic piano ballad about a broken relationship that, you know, presumably Olivia is reflecting on while she's driving through the suburbs. Um, obviously we have no idea about who the song could be about but um when it got no released possibilities none none at all <laughs> but um yeah so what it got originally released in january as her first single off of sour um and i was wondering like what's your impression of it when it first came out versus now first came out just like brilliant i thought the bridge i mean everyone got sold on the bridge snl did a sketch about it <laughs> the bridge alone um but I think the bridge just like sold me on her and like the whole thing. And it was so powerful and intense and wonderful. Um, but also like, so is the whole song. I think the songwriting on that is fantastic. And I felt it like a lot. And I think I still feel the same way about the song. It really hits hard every time you listen to it. I think now though, it's more like it's one of the many. Whereas before I was like, this girl is so talented. Now it's still up there like for rankings, but I don't know if I would put it in like a top five anymore. Maybe, but that's also because you have to think about when you've heard a song for so long, mm -hmm. it's almost like, I don't know. It's like when you were little and you like your favorite stuffed animal was the one you just got. Like everything means <laughs> better at the moment. You know what I mean? And I think that's always the case. So it'll kind of take a bit of time for the album to wear off on me to maybe reappreciate Driver's License even more. But I still think it's like amazing. What about you? Same here. Like I think it's definitely worth all the hype that it got. 
you know, like number one for eight weeks. Um, nobody in history has ever done that before off of a like debut debut album. <laughs> like props to Live for breaking a hell of a lot of records. Um, and yeah, so I think it's definitely worth the hype, but it's not the best on the album, which I think says a lot about the album because yeah, driver license is still just so stunning. So it is. Yeah. Did you see, by the way, speaking of number one records, get good for you at num- number one today? Yeah, I just saw that like five minutes before um, this we started. Thing, and yeah, it's <laughs> so good. And I also saw she's, um she went up to 26th artist in the world, which is pretty crazy for an 18 year old <laughs> debut album. Liv, I am clapping if that cannot be heard through the audio. <laughs> yeah, Liv, you're killing it. So props to you. <laughs> Up to you. I hope she listens to the podcast. I really hope so too. Yeah. You must Olivia, tag her. I will. I will tag her. Um, Olivia Rodrigo, if you're listening to this, we're fangirling really hard right now. <laughs> um, okay. And then continuing on with this kind of, uh, it's kind of the third pretty kind of simple piano ballad and kind of the last of three sad songs in a row. Um, it's thank goodness we need a break after this. I know, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so next on the track list is one step forward, three steps back. Um, and being kind of the last of three slower songs, uh, do you think that this is some good pacing for the album so far? I thought it was. This was one of my low points. Like, this was my first low point, not in a way like upon listening to it again. I thought, oh, I really like this song. I just think maybe pacing wise, it was a little bit of a low point because I wish, I mean, I think she has such good songwriting ability. I guess my big hope for the album would have been she had written like one more boppy song and just thrown it in somewhere else. Just equalize it out a little bit more Um, Mm -hmm. and like thrown it in maybe between driver's license and here. But I mean, everything has its place. And I do think one step forward, three steps back is like really beautiful. And I think it's definitely... It definitely feels different because Trader and Driver's License feels like a very similar themes in the sense of it's like you betrayed me, you're with the blonde girl, you know, you've moved on in two weeks. You can really tell the parallels there. But I think one step forward, three steps back, it gets even more intense because then it suddenly like it sounds really toxic and like, um, you know, someone that's definitely not right for you in your life. It's more than just like you moved on because people do move on. You could call that a toxic trait, but I don't know it always is. It's just something Mm -hmm. that hurts when you're the person that's getting left behind. But I don't think that it you know, determines toxicity of a person, but I definitely think everything she talks about one step forward, three steps back, where it's like, like, do you love me? Do you hate me? You know, are you putting me on your pedestal or am I like the worst person in the world? Like all that, that's just like awful if she had to go through that. And that's where like, I hope it's not the person that, you know, everyone says the rest of it is about because that Mm -hmm. would be pretty heart wrenching. What do you think? Yeah, same thing. First of all, I do, I know that, um, I don't want to compare her to Taylor Swift too much because I think the media is already doing enough of that. But um, I love the little homage to New Year's Day. That's one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs ever. Um, and I just, I love how she kind of took it and made it her own. Um, and then, yeah, same thing. I wish that a punchier song had been put in somewhere, but I think like, I also wouldn't trade any of the songs out to get another punchier song, you know? Like, I agree with that. And I think this is, this song, I wish it had maybe been in a different place, but ultimately I think it's one of my favorites on the album just cause it's so, 
it's just so, like brutally honest like it makes me feel things um and I think her songwriting just really shows through in here too and the girl knows how to write a ballad like she does when she I remember she saw an interview and she's like I'm not just a ballad girl and I'm like hun it's okay if you're a ballad girl but like you are a ballad girl like she's also but the thing is like she also can do the other stuff and she's like no less talented at that for sure yeah so well said okay <laughs> amazing and now so at this point we're kind of halfway through the album more or less um you know vibes are being checked things are getting a little bit more upbeat from those a little slower songs you know things are getting a little more hype um and it brings us to deja vu which was the second single off of sour um, and I remember when it first came out, we were like texting each other about how good it was. Um, and I was wondering, does your opinion on it kind of still hold up to that first impression? I think it holds up even more so. I thought Deja Vu, it was definitely, it felt a little experimental to me because like, I don't usually listen to songs that have that sound. Like I think the pop punk of like, good for you, totally get that. The Ballad of Jarvis Listens, yeah, this was more in the middle because I don't know what you even call Deja Vu, but there was like that psychedelic feel to it in the production. Um, and then like the drums hit and all that stuff. So it took me a while to like adjust to it, I guess I could say. Like I liked it, but I was also like, oh, it's different. But now I'd say it's definitely, again, it's so hard to tell with the top songs because there's so much and there's so much that's new that like that really yeah. warms my heart right now. Sure. But Deja Vu definitely feels like one of her best. And I think that it's, it should be up there with driver's license as like considered one of the top ones, just in terms of songwriting. I love how specific it is with like the Billy Joel references. Yeah. I think you can feel, you can put yourself in the shoes, maybe even more than driver's license. Cause it's so like the reruns of Glee and the Billy Joel and the like, the maybe it's so ice cream and the... right. Like you just are like there and you're in it and you're like, wow, I see what that relationship would have looked like and how hard that would be to lose. Cause it's something tangible. It's not just like, yeah, we were boyfriend and girlfriend and then we broke up. Like, it's like, no, we were like in this place doing all these things and yeah. then it's like over so it's different in that way I also think it's just such a cool concept like when she's with you do you get deja vu quick side note I saw someone say on TikTok that you know like the chimes in the beginning like the do 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 yeah yeah <laughs> um I I saw someone say that it sounded like an ice cream truck like the so good I love that I hope they did that on purpose it's like yeah, when they started driver's too. license with the keys to her mom's car yeah and then oh, like, yeah to go into the first lyric and have it be like car rides to Malibu strawberry okay, ice, ice cream. cream one spin for two so yeah I just that was a really cool from a production standpoint and then the whispering of I love you in between the I was gonna say I was like you've heard that part right I like for people who like haven't listened to deja vu or anything that she basically goes like um do you do you tell her something like you love her in between the chorus and the verse and then as in between the chorus and the verse it goes I love you really quietly and you like have to listen to hear it but I think that's such a cool note that she adds that I love did that did you hear it the first time that you listened to it no I did hear I saw in an interview that she said to hear it and then I was like listening hard and now I hear it every time because yeah. I've like picked up on it mm -hmm. same with you yeah same here I was like i completely missed it the first couple of times I listened to it and then yeah I don't know I probably I either saw it on TikTok because where else do I where get, else do you get information where from? else do you get information <laughs> yeah um but yeah just like such cool production on this one and you know it's just very upbeat a nice welcome change 
Um, and then continuing with this kind of upbeat vibe, we have Good For You, AKA Peak Angry Girl Olivia. Um, probably my favorite of the singles because I love some good old female rage. So yes, um, what are your thoughts on this one? Definitely cracks the top five. Like it was for sure my favorite single. It's to me, singles are also about the music video. It's the whole aesthetic of a single. Like a single is meant to promote. And so it's not just about having a good song. It's promoting the crap out of your album. And you have to do that by making it like people want to see it. And just like, I don't know, the design of all the stuff related to it, the outfits on like the single cover, like, you know, when it came out, the music video and just like the rage, like, oh my gosh, I love how like intense she is and the whole thing and I love when she says like like a damn sociopath and her voice gets like so high and she sounds like she's like screaming it like it's almost like this guttural scream it's like it's just really 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 good (laughs) just this like just it's so refreshing to see someone or to I guess hear someone just sound so angry and be so unapologetic and then especially have that woman or that person be um an 18 year old I almost thought of it as like, like the way that the media kind of villainizes women in relationships mm-hmm. um, or like, you know, the crazy ex-girlfriend trope or like anything like yeah. that. I, I kind of felt her saying like, if you want to make me the villain, then I'll be the villain. I'll be, I angry, agree with that. I'll be dramatic. I'll be like unladylike or whatever. And I just love that so much. Like it, it felt so real, like her she took like kind of the notion of like what she should be like under the male gaze mm-hmm. and just tossed it out the window, especially oh, with really? this um, and kind of embraced the female gaze in that. Um, and then also, I just think the F-bomb was completely necessary. Um, that yes. just like, carry on top. So, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the music video to all the references to, you know, Jennifer's body and everything like that. I just thought it was, Perfect. yeah, I definitely put it on top with the singles for me. Yeah. Do agreed. We're we're the same on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>